What's up, man? How you been? Pretty bad. Why is that? Well, let me tell you why. Let's 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 go back to the year two thousand eight. All right, me, me, and you. We are in eighth grade. All right, enjoying the eighth grade days of whimsy and freedom. Right, all things good. What was also good about the year two thousand eight? It was the last time the White Sox made the playoffs. Right, they played the infamous game one sixty three to break a tiebreaker with the Twins. Our boy. Hit a solo home run, providing the only run of the game, sending the White Sox to the to the playoffs. Better times, right? Think of the years two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. The White Sox go year after year after year, rebuilding of just doing all sorts of probably poor roster moves, can't get pitching, bad managers. Nothing seems to be working in their favor. The year twenty twenty rolls around. It seems like we've gotten together a bit of a decent roster, right? We've got some young talent, some good hitters, some seasoned veterans, guys like Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, James McCann, a very much improved Tim Anderson, along with a couple big-time young players, right? Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, Nick Madrigal. We're looking good. Season starts so-so, right? We were 10 and 11 season. But then we go on a tear. Right, an absolute tear, winning, I think, I think winning 22 of our next 27 or something like that. The Sox take first place in the AL Central. Clinch a playoff spot, no less, right? Things are looking good on the south side of Chicago. Everybody is, you know, hey, Sox are back. It's been 12 years of rebuilding, but the White Sox are back, right? People are cheering on the south side, enjoying good baseball for the first time in a long time. Right? Getting the people on the north side to shut their mouths finally. Cubs are good, but everyone agrees this year the Sox are better. However, right, it was a week ago today or yesterday. I don't remember the exact day. It might have been a week ago yesterday. Sox clinch a playoff spot. All right. But here's where things go wrong because ever since the Sox clinched that playoff spot, We have lost six of our last eight. We've gone from having the best record in the American League to not even the best record in the AL Central anymore, right? We've dropped into second place behind the Twins, assuming they don't give up their five-run lead against the Tigers tonight, which I doubt they will. And here's how we've lost our past few games. We go to the Reds, and we just get beat up, right? Because we're probably in the state of, oh, we just made the playoffs. What do we care? And they get beat up by the Reds, right, losing two or three. Then we play the Indians, and the Indians are having their way with us, right? Two nights in a row now. Two nights in a row. The White Sox have a tie game in ninth, right? Fail to do anything in the top of the ninth. Last night, game goes to extra innings. The White Sox go up two runs in the 10th, right? Two runs in the 10th. What happens in the bottom of the 11th? We get two outs, right? We get two outs. They have not scored a run, right? Runner still on second. I'm thinking, all right, we're good. What happens? Next batter up, hits a double off of a catchable ball that our center fielder just misses, scores a run, right? Next guy up, walks. Guy after him, three-run shot, game over, Sox lose. Tonight, White Sox, tied in the ninth. Cannot 
make contact with the ball to save their life. I think the White Sox struck out 15 times in this game out of 27 outs. 15 out of 27 outs on strikeouts. That's terrible. Tied at two, bottom of the ninth. We bring in Gio Gonzalez, who has no business being in a baseball game past the fifth inning. Right, he's a starter. He's like an opener or a middle reliever. Right, not even a. This guy does not deserve to be in a baseball game past the fifth inning. But what does he do? He comes in, and what happens? He gives up a walk off home run. The White Sox. Have you seen? So you've seen the Dark Knight, right? The movie, the Dark Knight. Yes. Okay. Do you remember the beginning, or I don't remember what scene it was, but the Joker says something along the lines of him going after money is like or him going after i don't know he was saying it's like a it's like a dog chasing a mailman i wouldn't know what to do if i actually caught it right that's what i think of when i think of this white Sox team right now they've been chasing the playoffs for 12 years but they have no idea what to do now that they've actually caught it they've made the playoffs they're like wait a second what the hell are we supposed to do now we're making the playoffs we're actually a good team well apparently that's too much pressure and all we're going to do now is just shit the bed and completely tank in the last couple weeks of the season, where instead of going into the playoffs on a hot streak, we're going to go into the playoffs looking like an absolute mockery of a baseball team that whoever we play is going to come in and say, you know what, these guys aren't all that great. And we're probably going to get swept, right? Because at this point, we're going to lose home field advantage. We're going to have to go probably like to the Yankees or something absurd like that. And they're going to beat the hell out of us. And I just so frustrated. And I have never cared about baseball as much as I do this year, and the one time I start caring is the one time that this pain and suffering is brought down on me with a swift vengeance. And that's all I have to say about that. Did you expect them to win the World Series overnight? No, I didn't expect them to win the World Series overnight, but I expected them to play with some pride when they made the playoffs. All right? Play with some pride. They're not playing with pride. They're playing like a cocky team that thinks they're better than everyone else. Because for a time, they were. They literally had the best record in the American League. But then all of a sudden, everything just went, they are just terrible right now. Could not be worse. I don't know why you're bitching. I understand why you're bitching, but you're talking to a Philly fan right now. Yeah, but I don't really know anything about the Phillies, besides what you tell me. And I'm not, I'm not saying that pain is comparative, because it's not. All pain is its own pain. Your team is in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but at this rate, we're going to get swept. Up, dude. Yeah, no. They're ripping into the playoffs. But guess what? That happens sometimes. Maybe they have to get it out of the system. What if they win the first series or whatever they have to do? Right? Are you going to be bitching about that too? Well, I don't think that's going to happen right now. So, Dude, have some faith. <laughs> like, good God, dude. Good God. You're a spoiled Chicago fan. Uh, how spoiled, am I? You're explain a spoiled, how. Spoiled Chicago sports fan. I hate you for it. All I've had, other than a Bears losing the 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 Super Bowl in 2007, is the Blackhawks. That's and the White Sox. No fun. That's it. Right. The let's see. The White Sox have won have have or the the Phillies have won a World Series more recently than the Sox have. The Eagles have won a Super Bowl more recently than the Bears have. Um. The Sixers nor the Bulls have ever won anything in our lifetimes. I don't really, I guess I can't speak for the Sixers because I don't know. But the Bulls, I mean, I was, what, five the last time Bulls won a championship? I don't even care about the NBA. And, and the, um, I guess that's every sport. The, the Blackhawks. 
The Blackhawks, yeah. I will concede we've had some success with the Blackhawks, but you should otherwise. You be happy right now the White Sox are making the playoffs. That's what you should be happy about, that your team has come up through the struggle of having losing seasons, bad free agency, and they're in the playoffs. You moron. You're an absolute moron right now, okay? For you to bit, yeah, you should bitch that they like are not playing well or whatever, get it out of their system, play with their effort. I get that. But you're a moron if you're like giving up on this team already. Like an absolute moron. No, I'm not giving up on them. I get, I'm still watching their games for some reason because all they do is what they did tonight, which is, you know, can't hit the ball and then give up a walk-off home run. But I'm still watching because every morning I wake up and I think to myself, you know what? Today's the day for the White Sox to flip the switch and they're going to be back. And then things like this happen. And I'm right back to where I was. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be hopeful again that maybe the White Sox can turn it around tomorrow night. But that's the best but, part about being a sports fan, the hope. The, the mindset what? the mindset in that hey one day the White Sox the Bears the Blackhawks the the fucking Bulls they're gonna get there someday that was the best thing about the Eagles the Eagles season when they won the Super Bowl right for so many years for 24 years I had it in my mind hey they've never never won a Super Bowl and like they're getting so close and that had multiple heartbreaks heartbreaks right you want me to go through them 2000, 2001, or 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2008. Like, do, do I have to go through that? And that's just for the Eagles. That's just for the Eagles. But the hope, the glimmer of hope that one day your team is going to win the World Series or win the Super Bowl or whatever championship it might be, that's the thing. Why, why were the Cubs such a, 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 a thing uh, across the nation besides in Cleveland in 2016? You know why? Because they had hope for 108 years. All right, you've suffered for 15 years. Get over it. Your team is in the playoffs. My team is blowing 14, 14, run, 14 games when they had two or more runs. If they won 10 of those games, 10 out of 14 games where they blew two runs, a 71% of the games that they blew, they'd be the number one team in the NL right now. So shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear you bitch and moan about how the White Sox are sucking when they're li- going into the playoffs. My, th- my team sucks and make the fucking playoffs. You dipshit. Shut <laughs> up. God damn. Not only that, is that the Phillies are not probably not going to make the playoffs. It's the fact that my team, my football team, that should carry me through the fall while when baseball ends, they should carry me, is 0-2 and playing like dog, dog shit. Okay? What are the Bears? Tell me the record. Okay. Tell me the they are two. They are right. two and zero, oh, but they have no right. They have no right. They're two and zero. They're two and zero. All right. Right. They're two and zero. You said that right. Repeat that again. What's the record? I forget. They're Remind me. I'll show. They're two and zero. The Eagles are zero two. So while you have playoff baseball to look forward to, and possibly a team to continue their winning streak, doesn't matter if they win uh, a game by four points or or anything like that. Tell that the Eagles that won 15-10 against the Falcons when they should have lost multiple times in that first division game back in 2017. All right? doesn't matter how much you win by. As long as you win, that's all that matters. Tell that to the Cowboys who just came back from a 24-point deficit and beat the Falcons by one. All right? My team is 0-2. Okay? So I possibly have no playoff baseball to look forward to. And, and my football team, who should be good in theory, looking at the roster, is looking like shit right now. 
So all I hear from you is, hey, I have a good thing going on right now. My team's in the playoffs. Yeah, they don't play that well. And my football team is 2-0. But, hey, I'm going to bitch about it. Shut your fucking mouth. No, I have every right to say whatever I want to say. You don't, though. No, I do, how and I will, and I did. Talks, how many games of White Sox did you watch before this year? From start to finish. Wait, say that again? How many games of the White Sox have you watched on TV? I'll even watch or listen, because I know the radio is sometimes so a, a, a nostalgic thing to do. So watch or listen, or if you're on somewhere where you didn't have a radio or TV, you can watch the game cast from uh, first pitch until last out. Oh, the past three years, I'll give you. Three years. Tell me how many games you want. How many games you watch, listen, or watch the game cast. A grand total of start to finish, a grand total of zero. Okay. Not one. So why are you even bitching even more? You do not even care about the game until 14 minutes. I, you I demand instant satisfaction. I demand it, and you I'm not getting it. it. You don't deserve it. Here's the thing, Connor. You think it's not like I'm the only White Sox fan in the world. There are plenty of White Sox fans who out there who are as committed to the team as you are, who feel the same way. Right, so I'm basically they can be alone. Re- I am really re- re- turn on re- when, when the core team has ended. Yet that's bullshit. If you're gonna be a fan, be a fan. If you're not gonna be a fan, don't be a fan. But if you're if you're not gonna be a fan, don't bitch about it. The the, the 20 games you watch in a, in a grand span of probably 10 years. Hey, I've watched pretty much every game this year, so I'm at like. That's great, but we're not all other years. Well, they were bad the other years, so it wasn't worth shit. So if you, so if you get a girlfriend, right, right. and she's been shit out. for five years, you're not gonna, you know, still marry her, right? And then by the time she gets plastic surgery, loses some weight, and can see her face again, you're like, oh shit, baby, uh, you know, I didn't know how good I had it this whole time. Shut yeah, up, I, dude. Plastic surgery, though. Come on, dude. Like, come on. All I'm saying. You made me lose my train of thought. Go ahead. Think about Here, it. But this is kind of off topic. But come on. Like, in, in normal circumstances, like, let's assume no virus. So you can go out and do whatever you want. Spending three and a half, sometimes close to four hours watching a baseball game is not all that exciting. For you, sure, it might be. But, like, it's just not all that exciting. And so the only reason why I'm, you know, or – not the only, but a big reason why I'm watching the White Sox this year is because there's really nothing else to do. And because it's a shortened season, which makes it more exciting because every game matters more. So that's why I haven't watched games in the past. That, that, that doesn't mean shit. Just because you have more no, time. I'm just, I, I know, I'm just clarifying. No, I don't give a shit, dude. That's just bad fandom. Make a decision right now. Oh, right I, now, no, just, no, 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 no. no. Make a decision right now. Are you going to be a fan about the White Sox for the rest of your life, or you're not going to be a fan for the White Sox? And don't I'll give admit me it. Shit, like, don't give me a shit of hey, I'll be the White, I'll be fan for the White Sox for this year because they're in the playoffs and you know quarantine's still going on. But as soon as quarantine hits again, I'm just going to be like not watch a game. I'm not saying no, I, watch every single game every night. For 162 nights of a year or days of the year, all right. I'm saying you have to at least put some investment and some loyalty into it. You are just not here. showing any loyalty at all. Here, let me let me speak my mind here because yeah, no, I admit I am a bad fan. I will admit that to anybody who asks. Am I a good White Sox fan? No, I'm a terrible White Sox fan because I didn't pay. I called myself a fan without paying attention to them for basically any game since 2008. But. I am going to also say that maybe because this year I paid more attention, right? I watched 
pretty much every game this year, at least I'd say at least six innings of every game this year I've watched or listened to or kept track of somehow. Because of that, I'm more vested in the team and the player. So next year, you know, maybe I'll at least give it a shot because I know the team, you know, the core group will be back, you know. So we'll see. Maybe this is the start of my path to being a true fan. But for now, no, I'm not. I'm not a real, true, dedicated White Sox fan. I'm just somebody who jumped on the bandwagon because I had nothing better to do. And the minute they got good, I started paying closer attention. And now that they're shitty, it's pissing me off. Right. So, yeah, I completely. And is that is that is that being a bad fan? Yeah. As you would say, yes. And I'm not going to disagree with you, but that's just how I feel. And I don't care if anybody disagrees with that because that's just how I feel. And that's how it is. And it's not going to change. All right. But then you cannot call yourself a fan. I can call myself whatever I want. No, you can't call yourself a fan. You don't make the no, rules. No, no, no. This is like me calling myself a, a um, Signu brother. Do it. I don't give a shit. You can do whatever you want. This is me calling myself. I'm a Signu now. You know. Okay. I welcome, Signu. welcome, brother. <laughs> Shut up. I, I hate you. No, you cannot call yourself a fan. That is disrespectful to people that are actually fans. You have to make a commitment to a team. I think that this. You don't have to. Okay. I think this year I'm a fan. Does that make me a bandwagon fan? Yeah. But am I still a fan? Yes. But this is not something you can just turn on and off every year. You have to, if you're going to be a fan, again, I'm not saying you have to watch every game of the year. At least tune in for a game or two, you know, once a week, once a month. Maybe I will. Maybe I will next year. I don't know. But you cannot turn it off. You also have to remember, Connor, since the year 2012, I have lived in places where you cannot watch White Sox broadcasts, right? You don't get them in Pennsylvania. You don't give it in Michigan. This year is really the first time I've even – it's even crossed my mind as a possibility to watch White Sox because it's the first time I'm living in a place where their games are in market. So is that a fair excuse? No, but is it a reason? It can probably be counted as such. Right? Like, So if, if you moved – let's say you moved to Kansas City, right? You're very out of market. From the from the from any Philadelphia sports team, are you going to spend all that extra money? Well, you probably would. But are you saying that a true fan would have to spend all that extra money to get out of market games? Not you at know? all. Not at all. I'm not saying that they have to buy the extra innings package or NFL Red Zone or anything like that. But if you're out of market and you don't have a radio, you better be watching it on your phone. Not even watching it, but keeping track of it. Or if you're busy, yeah, so you can't watch on your phone. You literally can't do anything besides follow the game cast. That's fine. Like you, you could stream the radio, into but... it and you put you're taking time and energy of your day to look up the scores of your team. Like this is the most passionate thing I'm about. I think in all of my life, like my life is about sports. All right, some people have girlfriends and wives and boyfriends and husbands and all that. I'm a sports fan. Okay, I. This is my <laughs> so you're saying sport. you can't be both. This you can't be a married. Sports fan? No, you can be. I was saying, like, I'm invested like my teams are my my wife and family. Like, I mean, this is who I'm married to. So for you just to turn on and off is like like being in a relationship that you're like, hey, I love you, baby. And the next, you know, two weeks later, you're like, hey, I, I don't want to love you with you. I'm going to move on to some other shit. Like, it's so disrespectful. Like, to to just be like that. And, and just to say, okay, like, 
you know, I'm out of market, so I'm not going to keep track of the team. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? If you love someone and like someone as much as like I do for my sport teams, you would stick by them and check in with them and be like, hey, wow, they're playing tonight, you know, five nothing. Uh, they're winning sick, or they're losing five nothing. Bitch about Gio Gonzalez or like whoever my uh, um, Dallas Keuchel or, or whoever. I would never bitch about Dallas Keuchel. He's my favorite player on the right, team. Either way, dude, you cannot bitch about that shit. All right, especially if you're turning it on and off nonstop. Just shut your mouth. Well, here, but here's the thing. It's for me. It's only. I think we can both agree at least. It's only baseball. I think you you have to say that I am a dedicated. Penn State fan. I'm a pretty dedicated Blackhawks fan. Like, I think there are certain sport. You have to give me credit for some sport. The White Sox, no, but that's not the that's not the case for me for all sports. You you have to concede that I'm a true fan of at least certain sports teams. Yes, you are. But if you're not a true fan of the White Sox, why the hell are you bitching and moaning? Because like you, they, why are you bitching and moaning? Like you watched every game since 2005. Or okay, here. eight, and then all of a sudden you're throwing your arms in the air, being oh, what the hell is this? Why are you doing this? If you're gonna be a all fan, right, here, let me a fan. Let, let, let me ask you a question. If I turn on the White Sox game and I am cheering for them to win, and they lose and it pisses me off, what does that make me? Like, how, how, what, what do you classify a person who does that? If they're not a fan, what are they? Just, like, not the, yesterday, and it doesn't have yes. Okay, there is literally one. The only thing that matters is. A viewer. No, a viewer is somebody who wouldn't care the outcome of the game. What? No, because what about betters? What about people like gamble on sports? Yeah, I'm they, not betting on this they, game. They don't, they I'm don't, not betting. I'm not betting on this game. They're they're not they're not they have no emotion into it, but they want to see the White Sox win the game. They're a viewer. Yeah, but that's because they have something at stake. You have something at stake too. What? That your emotions. What, why are why are my emotions as they are? Why do my emotions tell me root for the White Sox? Don't root for the Indians. Get mad when the Indians win. Why are my emotions telling me to do that? Anything. It could be because you're from Chicago. Maybe you like the uniforms better than the Indians uniforms. Maybe you like uh, Tim Anderson more than I don't, you know, Jason Kipnis. I don't like. I don't know. It could be anything. I don't think Jason Kipnis is on the Indians uh, anymore. I, don't, I couldn't even think uh, uh, Francisco Lindor. Couldn't, I couldn't think of anyone for the Indians that fast. I, I don't know. People are drawn to different teams for different reasons. Like Maybe I'll, it's because I'll, I'll, they're a I'll fan watch, of that I'll, team. I'll watch a football game and root against certain teams or root for certain teams because for one reason or another. Like on, on for the Patriots Seahawks team, I was a viewer. I wasn't a fan of either team. I wanted the Patriots to win because I hated the Seahawks. It's that simple. Viewer. Absolutely viewer. Now, if you start like this and say that you might, uh, you know, continue your quote-unquote fanhood um, continuously going forward, then you're in the right of fan. Then I give you a fan. But until then, no, you're just a viewer this year. And as a viewer, you can be pissed off that they're playing bad and going to the playoffs, limping, and, you know, not playing decent baseball or any of that. But you cannot call yourself a fan if you just turned on for 40 out of 60 games and, over the past 12 years and then, you know, be like, hoorah, let's go. You are just the fan police out there. I am. Because this, um, this is the thing I'm most passionate about 
in my life. Clearly. You're like, you're but, like a poser. What if I started listening to Arcade Fire and started talking about like their their most recent album? And that's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to know a beautiful thing about music that stopped? Huh? Can't hear you. So if you're bitching, I, I honestly can't hear you. Okay, can you hear me? It said you were connecting on my phone, but I can hear you. I can hear you now. Okay. What I was saying is the beautiful thing about music, right, is that somebody starts... All right, I don't know where you lost me. Uh, you're, you're about to say what music is different with sports. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you want to be a fan of a band, you can do it. Like, there's nobody out there saying, oh, you weren't there for their first album. You didn't blog about them in 2010, and you didn't, you know, follow their, you know, weird tour habits. Whatever. Nobody cares. If you're a fan, you're a fan. If you like their music, great. Welcome to the club. You're a fan. And sure, there are casual fans and it's in music. Like, oh, I love their lead single that everybody, oh, it's like saying you're, oh, I love The Killers because Mr. Brightside is a great song. You know, that's fine. Are you like a true diehard, like been there since day one fan? No. But you're still allowed to call yourself a fan. Like nobody's going to care. What does it matter? If you like their music, you like their music. If you like one song, you like one song. If you like every song, you like every song. Call yourself whatever the hell you want. Where you're over here saying, if you didn't follow every batting average for every player on the White Sox since 2004. That's not what I'm saying at all. That was a bit of an exaggeration. You have to put at least some investment in for you just to say, hey, like, I I started watching game. I'm all of a sudden a fan of the. This is exactly my argument for the World Cup in the United States. No one cares about U.S. men's soccer until it's the fourth year and it goes on from June to July, and then that's it. And then well, no, that's, one okay. about, no one talks that's about not, it. That's, one not thing that's, really, that's not a fair argument, though, because the U.S. Men's soccer, the U.S. men's soccer team never plays together save when they're prepping for or like in the qualification stages for the World Cup. It's not like the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, but people act like People act like they, they're the biggest soccer fan of all time every four years. That what pisses me off. You can root for you can root for a team and not be a fan of them. Connor, That's those you're doing. Can't, they those okay, the people who are fans of the US national team, when the US men's national team is not playing, they're probably fans of another team, but then they're always gonna be a fan of the no US national team. Way in hell. No those way. people are I guarantee every single one of those people have a European no. team that they root no. for. Guaranteed. No, no, no. Okay, Connor, you're going to no. say this because you know the first thing about soccer. So I'm stopping you right now. You I, can speak I, to I any speak about Americans. I know that for a fact. Connor, you don't. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I, you speak about Americans. I guarantee no, no, you, no. if you take a poll, you will find that probably 70% of, of people do not pay attention to soccer or have a team that they watch outside of the U.S. men's national team every four years. 70% of the time. I would put every dime in my bank account to bet against you there because I, you are so wrong. No way. 70% no is absurd. No. All right. Then what's the, what's, the, what's the lowest number then? 
Okay, are you saying a fans who just like turn the game on TV or the fans who go to the games or like how are we defining fans? You can't go to a game from no one goes to MLS soccer. Let's be honest here. There's probably yeah, I'm an, an average of fifty thousand fans uh, across the board for that. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that's also fun, but I'm talking about like being a fan. Like, hey, like I watch how many games are in the Premier League. 38 games per team just for the regular. There's a million other competitions that happen outside the regular season, but okay. it's 38 say, for the regular season. I'll say this. I guarantee you that the vast majority of Americans do not have a soccer team that they follow in, in accordance of watches games, listens in, listens to radio, if, if that's possible, um, or checks GameCast. And and don't give me this like I text Gamecast during the game if they're not busy, not uh, the next morning they read it in the paper or read it on the front line of ESPN that you know Chelsea beat Manchester or whatever. I guarantee you. Well, then I'm in the vast minority because I do do that with Chelsea. I do follow them. I keep track of the players, you know, their signings and their and their whoever they get rid of, and I keep track of who they're playing. You can't watch every game because a lot of times those games are on at 6 o'clock in the morning my time, which, you know, sometimes on a Saturday I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. But nonetheless, I do pay attention to what they're doing. And yeah, when the U.S., like, for example, Christian Pulisic, arguably the best player for the United States, plays for Chelsea. So it's been exciting to see his development because he's been on the team for a little over a year now. And so, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff is fun to watch. And so put me in the in the vast minority because I'm one of those people. You are the vast minority. You, you are. No one gives a shit about soccer in the United States. You know, who, you know who gives a shit about soccer in the United States? Immigrants. You know who's one of the biggest European soccer fans I know? Who? Tell Mark me. Cummings. That, that's great. That, that's fantastic. Okay. But uh, take a poll out of your friend group. And I get my friend group, my friend group right now, none of them, maybe one of them, maybe one of them has a soccer team that they follow. Yeah, but do they, but do they get really into the World Cup when the U.S. is there? Because your, your argument is saying that these people have to be fans of the U.S. team in the World Cup, but not have a team outside of that. If they don't care about soccer either way, they don't That's count in the poll. That, that, is, that is exactly my point. So do your They're friends probably, get really into the World Cup? They probably watch it. I oh, don't. Okay. I they don't probably watch it. No, they're out of the poll. You can't even, you're, you can't make that claim if you don't know. So they're out. They don't count. They're not part of the group here. I guarantee, I guarantee you the vast majority of Americans living in America right now who watch the World Cup for the United States, and that's it. That's all the soccer they watch for four years. That they don't have a team. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. And like every conversation we ever have where we're on different sides, neither of us will ever convince the other about anything. So let's just move on. If you continuously watch the White Sox, then I give you approval to bitch and moan. But until then, you have no right. Okay, well, thanks. I really appreciate that, and I will take your word as long. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, God, I should have never brought that up.
You shouldn't have. Because when, when my teams are doing far worse than what your team situations are, I don't hear it. Good. I don't want to hear it at I, all. I'm, especially, especially with how much investment and love I have for my teams. That you're going to bitch and moan at me for something that you could black, look an eye at for, for 10 years. And then all of a sudden care about. All right, well... Be prepared for more of that because I'm, I'm I'm now firmly not lifting the Eagles curse anytime soon. That, that's fine. As soon as the Bears win, I'm done. I can extend it past that if I want to. You're a bastard. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. This is the rules are. I I make the rules in this situation. So <laughs> you're a bastard. Then. <laughs> you're you're a straight bastard then. Just keep that in mind. Maybe if you call me a true White Sox fan, I'll I'll change course. But you, you know I don't you. kiss ass. That's on you. you. You know I don't say shit. If you if you, you want, if you, I don't appease anyone. If I don't you appease anyone. if you want to go through years of suffering just to keep your pride, that's your business. But you know what? Not all of us are as in, are as integral, have as much integrity as you. Do you not know me? Don't you think I don't you think I would accept that for me not to admit to you of something that I do? Do you not question that? Like, do you not picture this? Do you, like, do you not think this through? No, of course I. Th- I know I know the answer before I ask the question, but yeah, I mean, it's just you're just wasting your breath. Apparently, you, you know, you know, I'm not going to say something to just make things go away or make or you know, I'm not going to say something. To make you happy and to have the power back into you. There's no way. There's no chance in hell I would do that. Ever. For anyone. I just like to instigate. And clearly I've done a good job of that. You're not really instigating. What are you instigating with? Well, you're fired up. I am fired up. Because you want to bitch and moan about the White Sox. You, you, you didn't give a shit until quarantine it. All right, fine. Bitching and moaning retracted. Who are the White Sox? Never heard of them. Shut up, I hate you. <laughs> You're a bastard. Sometimes I just get tired. It's, this is one of my fatal flaws is that I bring stuff up like this, but then like I realize I've gotten myself in too deep and all I want to do is climb out of this hole, but it becomes impossible. So that's one of my one of my flaws. One of my I need to work on that as part of my self-help routine. What do you think is your biggest flaw? I don't want to say it on a recorded line. I thought we'd have some intervention right now. I don't want you intervening. Why not? I'd be a great person to intervene with. <laughs> I feel like you would intervene like Oh, I wish you watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because there's a great reference I could make right now, but you wouldn't get it. So I tried watching that show and I couldn't get into it. Dude, it's so funny. And the thing is, like, a lot of times the characters remind me of you. Like, there's you need to watch the episode where they try out. There's a couple that are like they pretend like they're huge sports fans in certain episodes. Like, there's one where. They there's like an open tryout for the Eagles and they go to it, which is hysterical. There's also one where they have tickets to a and like a it's either I think it's a, a World Series game, but it might be like the NL Championship Series, whatever. But like 
it's a it's a episode about them going to the game or try or attempting to at least. It's hysterical. Like those episodes, you might actually find funny because they are sports related. I don't. Know, the last episode I watched, like they were in a car by a dumpster, and they like someone was in the dumpster, or someone was in the in, in the in the trunk of a car. I don't know. It was like the first two episodes. That's no, so funny. I love that show. I could not get into it for the life of me. That's fine. It's probably not your type of humor, but because it's like they make a lot of Philly references, that's why I feel like maybe it would you you'd like it, but and that's why I tried getting into it too. Like a lot of times they just randomly are like, Go birds, and I'm like, Okay, yeah, Connor would like this show. If I heard that, I might have given it more of a chance. Yeah. It's not like all the time, but every so often they say it. Go birds. <laughs> uh Great show. All right, so let's um, transition to college football because we have to do this quick now. Too. Yeah. So, um, so what happened last week, Nick? Let me hear one second. I need to. Uh, wait. I haven't actually done the addition. All right, well, well, what happened is I never should have picked Duke because that was a mistake, but they played well against Notre Dame, so I'm thinking, hey, you know, they, they go to, to Notre Dame, they play well. well. I don't see why they can't win at home against, you know, a, a no-name Boston College team. That was a mistake. I will admit that was wrong. However, Louisville and Miami, First half, you know, Louisville, you know, they're, they're in it or whatever. You know, they're keeping it close. Go to halftime, whatever. You know, I think they were down at halftime, but, you know, I'm like, whatever. All of a sudden, in the third quarter, their defense just decides to pretend that they're not playing a team and give up two, like, 80-yard touchdown plays back-to-back. Had those plays not happened, I think Louisville would have made a very legitimate shot at winning that game. But two plays cost them the game. So I'm still standing by the fact that Miami didn't win – Louisville beat themselves because they just forgot how to play defense in the third quarter. And I won a game. I forget which one that was. It was, oh, it was, it was Marshall. My boys, the thundering herd beating your Appalachian state Mountaineers. So what's the uh, record right now? You are five and one. I am two and three. So we're still, Mm -hmm. I'm only a weekend back, right? I could, I could, we could be tied after this weekend. Theoretically. Mm, interesting. Early season. It's early. Got a long way to go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Wait, so I'm four and one, not five and one. Why'd you say two and three? Oh, I'm two and four. You're right. My bad. No, we there we picked it's been six games. Six total. games. Yeah. I'm two All right. and four. Yeah, I'm two and four. You're five and one. All right. So let's pick. All right. You, I think, wait, who, did I go first last week? Uh, I think so, yeah. All right. Well, give me one second. I got to write this down. Now, should the person that is, that is behind pick first? Or should we just do the normal way where I pick one week, you pick another week? 
maybe like after the halfway point of the season, the team, the the which whoever of us has the worst record can pick first or pick second rather. That's fine. So after week eight or whatever, we'll switch. All right. Go ahead. Um. Louisville and Pittsburgh. Oh, God. All right. All right, Louisville and Pitt. I am going to go with... Hmm. I can't believe Miami and Florida State is the night game. That is just the worst possible game they could have picked for the primetime ABC game. Are you going to pick a game or bitch around? I'm looking at the schedule. Um, yeah, I know. I'm taking my time here. I'm going to go Georgia Tech Syracuse. I was hoping you picked that. All right. Do we agree on this or I just pick it? I forget. We agree on it. I'll give you three games Iowa State, TCU. No. no. Pass. Hard pass. Army, Cincinnati. I was thinking that one. What's the third one? Um, I just had it where I see it. Tulane and Mississippi State. Oh, I think Mississippi State's going to beat them up. All right, sorry. Southern Miss. Southern Miss and Tulane. I'm fine with Army Cincinnati just because it's a ranked game. All right, let's do that. Okay. What time is that one at 2.30? All right, so we have... 3.30. Well, my time, it's 2.30. So with two 11 o'clock games or what at 2.30? Okay. Your pick. Oh, Louisville. Come on. I was kind of hoping you would actually pick this game because I am I don't care. I'm picking Pitt and I think Pitt's gonna win. So take Louisville because after I after they just just absolutely played like shit last weekend. Take them. All right. Come on. Next game. Let's go. I'm going wait, let me look at something. I'm going Georgia Tech. 
Uh, this is tough for me. I'll go Georgia Tech as well, just because they've been hot. And then I'll go Army. Connor's going Army. I'm going Cincinnati. I like it. All right, so Louisville, Pitt, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Army, Cincinnati. Connor has Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Army. I have Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Cincinnati. Lock it in. Lock it in. And then I go first for game day for next week. And I will go with Auburn at Georgia. Auburn at Georgia. Yeah, that's hard to you you could probably make a case for AM at Alabama. Make a case. That's another good one. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna go AM Alabama. We'll get to yeah, there's actually a couple. That's a good game next weekend. They're actually they're both good games. Anything else next weekend? Virginia Clemson rematch of last year's ACC title game. Oh, Oklahoma. Here, keep an eye out on the Oklahoma Iowa State game because I guarantee you Iowa State is probably going to lose to TCU this week, but then they're going to give Oklahoma a real, real run for their money next weekend. Mark my words. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Every year, no. Iowa State somehow has Oklahoma's number. Okay, okay. then, then I'm telling you, then I'm telling you right now, that's the game I'm picking next week for my game, and I'm picking Oklahoma with the points over Ohio State. Maybe I'll just pick Oklahoma too, then, and it'll be a wash. You're behind, so for now, you make it sound like it's already over. It, it, we, it's two weeks. Yeah, but still, that's a that's a game that you're wasting then, because you can't catch up to me this week. Connor, we have like 14 weeks left. I, I don't I don't care. I don't I, care. I'm just I can't wait. any game could any game could be the deciding factor. I can't wait till I'm sipping my paid for old fashioned, reminiscing on these conversations when you thought you had it in the bag. And then the tables will have turned. Okay. Okay. Fine. That's fine. But I'm letting you know if if you really think that Iowa State is going to hang in with Oklahoma, I'm choosing Oklahoma next week. I'm not saying I don't know. I'm not saying Iowa State's going to win. I'm just saying that they will give Oklahoma a run for their money. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't think that. Do you think that who's this guy Spencer whatever Rattler new guy? I didn't. I haven't watched him play. Apparently, had a pretty good game, but they also played like Texas, Fort Worth, whatever. Some no-name team. Uh, I I believe Oklahoma is going to wash Iowa State. All right. Well, I believe they won't. Maybe we should play. Maybe we should do a spread game because I give you the points. Like if if you let me take Iowa State to cover, and that's how we go, I would seriously. Well, depending on the spread, I would seriously consider that. All right. Let's let's see how it goes. Next well, week. look at the spread. Well, not now. 
but yeah, obviously not now. We'll take a look next Wednesday. But I would seriously consider that if if the if the numbers looked good, because I I think it'll be closer than the experts probably will. Uh, okay, okay, Lee Torso. <laughs> Don't use Lee Corso's name in vain. Uh, I will. In this you should. I will. Corso is probably the most important person on planet Earth right now, so we need to protect him at all costs. Not Dr. Not Dr. Fauci. I'd take if if it were Corso or Fauci, I'd probably take Corso. Huh. I think I think Corso and twice on Sunday. Still love Fauci. Fauci though, he's my boy. Uh huh. Next week is a good slate of games. Yeah, we finally get some real. We finally get my favorite. I I want to say my favorite, but you could make a case for the best college football game of the week is the afternoon CBS game. And no, it is every week. Well, because the ABC night game tops it because I love. Well, I mean, at least when there's fans, I feel like you can't beat a night game atmosphere over a day game atmosphere. But anyway. The fact that we get a good—I mean, I haven't—I I guess Anna will be good, and or uh, Alabama new new starting quarterback. So we'll see, but that could be a good game. It should be a good game. I'm looking at even like the unranked games, like Baylor West Virginia shootout, um, uh, Texas Tech uh, at Kansas, um, Southern Miss North Texas. Navy and Air Force, like, there's some good games on next week. Yeah. It's finally, I mean, now that the SEC is back, and then what, wait four weeks, three weeks, and then the Big Ten's back? Three. Oh, we ha- what do you think of, what do you think of our schedule? Yeah, I, lo- I love it. There's nothing not to like about the schedule at all. I see you get you're confident about games that I feel very nervous about. And at times you've been right. Like last year, I had a bad feeling going into that Friday night game at Maryland. And that turned out pretty, pretty favorably. But, but I mean, opening the season at Indiana, just, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Oh, shut up. What if it's an 8 a.m. kickoff? I'll be kegs and eggs. They would never do that. The game would start before game day started. Like, what are they going to do? Oh, hey, like live looking on an actual game being played. During- no, it's not going to happen. No game starts till after game day. Unless it's like, no, never mind. There's no example of when that would happen. Uh, I don't know. Although, when, wait, when Penn State played in Ireland against, well, like Central Florida or whatever, when we were yeah. juniors, did that game start like first thing in the morning? Yeah. That's what I thought. And you remember, I was in my bed by the first quarter. Yep. Yep. Okay, but that's the one. That's the one time. But it was also, I mean, that was afternoon in Ireland, so whatever. But anyway, Indiana, home for Ohio State. Then who? Then we play. Um. At Nebraska third? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. No, it's Maryland. At home? Yeah, it would be at home. And then and then Nebraska and then let me look it up. And then is it home against Iowa? No. 
Yeah, yeah. After Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at, wait, I'm looking at the college football schedule as a whole until until our weekend, like when Penn State plays um, Indiana, and the SEC did very well for itself. Let me tell you. What do you mean? Like so, not so. After two weeks from now, right? Not next week, right? We have Miami at Clemson. We have Georgia or not Tennessee at Georgia, Florida at Texas A&M, Virginia Tech at North Carolina, um, and Texas at Oklahoma. Are they still playing that neutral site? Yeah, with everything going on. Okay. Yes. Then, the week after that, so this would be, so not, so three weekends after this weekend, it would be um, Pitt at Miami, but then you have LSU at Florida, Georgia at Alabama. Oh. Although, people keep talking about Georgia. Like, didn't they lose all their good players? How are they going to be good this year? They lost a starting quarterback. Yeah. It's still Georgia, though. This isn't like... Yeah, but their backup quarterback was always going to be Justin Fields. Like, who do they go to it now? Like, they, they don't... Their third guy is some somebody nobody of us... None of us have heard of. And they're, what, fourth right now? Yeah. Preseason? This is, this, this is Georgia. This isn't... This isn't... Iowa State losing Brock. Yeah, but, but but even LSU is below Georgia. Like, give the reigning national champs some credit. Like, I know they lost Burrow right. and a bunch of guys. I agree with that. Still. I've always said the reigning national title winner should always be number one until they lose. I don't know. I think it's different because, like, it's not like the NFL where you can just re-sign guys. Like, you lose players because they have to go pro or graduate or whatever. Yeah, granted, but I always think you should be number one until someone knocks you off. I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, the rankings right now literally are meaningless. I mean, not. I mean, not meaningless. But like, what good do they do? You could uh, if there were if no ranking existed. Between now and when they release the first playoff poll, it wouldn't make a difference. Like all these polls do is give people a chance to be like, "My team's ranked higher than yours." I, mean, I guess. Like they don't carry any weight, you know. It's not like you have an advantage for being ranked higher than somebody else. All it does is make the games look better on TV because if you put a three next to one team and a four next to the other, everyone's going to watch it. There's no numbers. People might not watch. Like maybe it's all just a big marketing ploy to like spur interest. Oh, this team isn't ranked. But they're playing a ranked team. Cue the intrigue. Like I feel like there's definitely some marketing in the rankings as of now. Maybe not. That was not the original intention, but they certainly they certainly milk the hell out of a top ranked game. You know, like next weekend when it's Auburn and and Georgia. Like you better believe they're going to be milking the hell out of that thing. Because right. it's 8v4. All right, but going back to Georgia, they have multiple four, 
four they have two four stars and one five star on on the roster. Yeah, I'm not that, but again, are they guys who've been playing? No. Exactly. So just because they're a five-star guy doesn't mean – look at Justin Shorter. He's a five-star guy. How'd he turn out for Penn State? Pretty bad. Well. Speaking of, did you see that Parsons is like – I mean, Jerry's still out on what he's going to do? What, opting back in? Well, yeah, apparently he's been talking to Franklin. Like, And he tweeted some weird tweet. Uh- like last week or something. But what if he did? Uh, he did. It'd be nothing to worry about. But I don't think any of those guys that uh, that already signed an agent should play. Oh, I didn't know he already signed an agent. Yeah. Huh. If he didn't sign with an agent, it would be the whole Pat Fryman thing. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm just glad Fryman is back. I wasn't worried about anything with those two leaving. Yeah, but there are certain intangibles. Like, those guys are two of the those leaders of the, the team. Yeah, those, those two guys are the leaders on both of their respective sides of the ball. And Parsons is a generational ta- talent. Fryermuth is on the verge of being a generational talent. Better, but I think he might be even better than Gasicki. Um, however... That those two spots is our most uh, deep positions on the roster right now. You could make an argument that running back is the same way. Well, yeah. Speaking of running back, whatever happened to um, Devin Ford? Did he, did he get kicked off the team? I didn't see anything no, after like the, no. the incident. No, he didn't get kicked off the team. I guess they're they're doing the whole. We're going to see if charges get brought in, blah, 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 bullshit. Oh. Well, honestly, like, couldn't care less because if you split, even if you just split time between Journey Brown and Noah Kane, fine by me. <laughs> That's still probably one of the top one, two running back combos in the country. It's not yeah. like you need a good third guy. Two well, is plenty. Well, they also brought in two, um, two, two running backs that are freshmen now, too. Yeah. So either way, you're you're totally fine then. Yeah, I'm not worried about running back. No, you know what I'm curious about. So wait, how? Okay, so how old is who's the guy who backs up Clifford? Levis. Yeah, Will Levis. How are they the same year? No. no. So Clifford's gonna be a redshirt junior this year. Yeah. Levis will be a sophomore. Okay, because because Clifford, I mean, Clifford is not going to go pro early. Like we're going to get two more years out of Clifford. So I'm I'm already thinking ahead of like who's going to because it seems like we're bringing in some good quarterback talent. Like this kid Christian Villarreal, whatever, seems like he could be a good 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 QB. And I'm wondering if Will Levis is going to turn out the way. Tommy Stevens did where like it's finally his shot, you know, his last season of eligibility, but then all of a sudden we've got some younger guy who beats him out and he transfers. You know. I mean, it could happen. I'm not I'm not thr- the the quarterback that I'm most thrilled to watch and have on the roster is Christian Below. 
Yeah, me too. He just looked like a good player from what I saw from his like recruiting stuff. Not even that, just the fact that he's the type of quarterback I like. Tall, Isn't he a, more pocket, but can move yeah. around at the same time. Yeah, he's like a he's like a he's basically like a um he's a smaller version of, of, of Clifford. Yeah. This year, this is this is the year, and we got what we wanted. I wanted Ohio State, and we got it. I just hate how we're wasting a year of getting Ohio State at home because there won't be any fans. True. But at least we get to see, you know, who is the actual better team. Yeah. This is, this is just like calling up two teams and say, meet us in the parking lot. We're, we'll we'll see who's the better team. Yeah. And don't don't think for a second that 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 state college is not going to be raucous when they come in. I guarantee you, people stand outside the stadium or something. I would. Yeah, I'm sure they will. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Did you see Notre Dame game? Notre Dame game was canceled. It was postponed, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, why? That's just like the biggest one that came out so far. You, it was like Houston and like all these smaller schools, but not like. Well, Virginia, Virginia Tech got postponed this week. That was yeah. that was supposed to be the, or it was last week. That was supposed to be the, like the primetime game. Yeah, but still, like that, like Virginia Tech is top twenty, not like top twenty-five or anything. Yeah. Either way, but yeah, Notre, I mean Notre Dame is sort of the highest-profile team to have a game postponed. You know what? It kind of pisses me off how Notre Dame. Not only are they an independent most years, but they also have their like. I hate how they have their own TV situation. Like they play at weird times on NBC with Mike Tirico. This doesn't feel like college football to me when Notre Dame plays their special TV game. Why it makes the most sense? Yeah, but I just like I don't know. It feels like an NFL game to me. If you to be honest, it's the same thing that Texas does. They have their own station. I mean, yeah, but, but, yeah, but they have the Longhorn Network, whereas Notre Dame plays on NBC. Like Notre Dame, anybody who gets NBC, I mean, like everybody gets Notre Dame games. Like you will never not watch Notre Dame because everybody gets NBC and that's what they play on. And they never play, you know, the traditional college football start times are noon, 3 30. And 7.30, if we're using the East Coast, right? That's when college football games start. But Notre Dame's like, no, I think we're going to pop one in at, you know, 1.30-ish, maybe two. No. Why do you guys get to just dictate? Like, they just do everything their own way. And it's just like, come on, guys. Why wouldn't you do that? Because, I don't know. It just pissed me off. I just – it, it, Notre Dame's independence is just annoying. If you're that powerful, why not do it? 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I see why they do it. They probably make a lot of money doing it that way, but still, like. What? Why wouldn't you? You're making so much money for your school. If you can control a whole TV station, why wouldn't you do that? You no, I'm not saying I disagree with the business behind it. I'm just saying it, it, I just hate how Notre Dame has to do it their own way. Like every other school, you know, they play on, you know, the ESPN family of networks and they just make it work or CBS or Fox, whatever. But uh, Notre Dame, they got to have their own channel dedicated just to them with Mike Tirico, a guy who like calls only Notre Dame football games and that's it. I don't blame him one bit. I just, I guess what I, the only thing, I don't like the feel of the game, right? I don't, it just doesn't feel like college football to me when I'm watching Notre Dame play weird time on a weird channel. Hence why I don't want a whole lot of Notre Dame, even if they're good. I hate Notre Dame. Hate them. I've actually, I've been to it. I was at another damn game when I was like five. I was little. They played, um, I think, who did they play? I did, I think they played Stanford and they won. I think they won 17 10. Was that the fourth? Was that a goal line stand game? No, it was a pretty run of the mill game, but it was a noon kickoff. It was cold. I think it was in November because I remember I was freezing cold. It was me, my dad, my uncle, and my grandpa who went. Boy, boys' day down to the old South Bend, Indiana. Disgusting. Yeah. Beautiful. I will say, though, Notre Dame has a beautiful campus. Beautiful. We drove around the campus, and I would not get out of the car to walk around. That's only something you would do. I would not. Uh, the only time I got out of the car was to go to the bathroom inside the bookstore. Which is a lovely bookstore. I, 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 I didn't even want to touch anything. I walked in, took a pee, walked out. The only thing I ever wanted to see on that campus was Touchdown Jesus, yeah. and I saw that from my car. But, but as my mom and aunt would walk around the campus, I sat in the car. Mike, you are, sometimes you were just like, too petty. Like, why? It's a college campus. Why do you have such a personal vendetta against it? I hate Notre Dame. I hate them. For what reason? And how wait, how old were you, first of all? And what were you doing in South Bend? That's an so, easy place to get to. So we were in Chicago for the baseball trip. Yeah. And this would have been the summer after eighth grade. So I would have been 14. Okay. And I hate Notre Dame. Always have, always will. Um, and my mom wanted to go see the campus because we were an hour and a half away, and so I refused to get out of the car because I didn't. I hate Notre Dame, and I didn't want to see it. <laughs> so I sat in the car and refused to do anything on the campus. Well, it is a lovely campus. They really did a nice job with it. I will say, it's a dump. Do you? No, it's not. Do you? Do you like the movie Rudy? Love the Moody Rudy. Yeah, but how do you, if you hate Notre Dame, how can you like Rudy? Shouldn't you be rooting against him? No, I mean, I I should, but um, 
Rudy is one of the few movies I almost get choked up. At. Yeah, when he makes the like the like the last scene when he makes the tackle every time because no. the music is really oh, okay. No. What part then? When he gets his acceptance letter. Oh, that's a good part too. But I love the part when he gets the tackle. Like that's that just you know the music swells, the crowd goes wild. They're chanting. They're ch- the whole stadium is chanting his name like Rudy. Rudy. And that's played by Sean Astin, who is the perfect character, the perfect actor to play Rudy. That that is one of my favorite movies. That's a great movie. But I hate Ardin. Yeah. I also love the scene when when he goes and tells his dad and his dad's working like in the in like the, the steel mill or whatever, and he starts like, My son's going to Notre Dame. And he starts like screaming into the whole plant. That's kind of a cool part too. I like that. When when I got into Penn State main campus, I did that to my mom because <laughs> she said for for the majority of my high school career I wouldn't get in because and I would go to a branch because of my grades and how I, I don't try and stuff like that. Um, even though I had a three six eight in high school, um, I know that's probably nothing compared to what you had in high school. But then when I got into main <laughs> campus, I went down. She was on she was on our treadmill. She was walking or whatever. Yeah, walking. It was a Saturday. I opened, I opened up this package from Penn State. I sat in our one, we call it the library, because it's just like some room that we have in our house that's just filled with books. Um, there, we, had, we, sit, we have like an old couch from like 1970, like no lie, like 1970 on it. I sat down. I opened up my thing. I read my campus. I flipped out. I walked downstairs to my mom, and I gave her the thing, and I said, read it. Because for years she said that I wouldn't get into Bank Campus. I said, read it. She looked at me. I said, I did it. And she said, yeah, you did it. And threw her hands up there. <laughs> and then I called my dad because he was at work. Nice. Although, I will say, the college, the, I mean, at least the colleges I applied to, they don't do a good job of, like, disguising on the envelope if you if you got in or not, like... One, well, I was getting into Penn State one way or another. It just mattered what I was getting into Maine or yeah, but branch. but you didn't even put a branch as an option, did you? You have to. Oh, you do. Yeah, oh. you have to do. You have to do one option of Penn State, and then you put a second option of whatever branch you want to go to. Oh. All I remember is like on the envelope, it had this like, it said like. We are welcome to Penn State. Something, something that just clearly gave it away before I even opened the envelope. And then you made the best decision of your life to go there. Mm-hmm. Tough decision, though. Unlike you, I, I mean, I didn't decide I was going to Penn State until February, like, of senior year. It was two months I, after I heard back from every college I applied to. It took me two months because Penn State was so expensive, and I could have gone to a much cheaper school. But well, I I knew when I was three years old I was going to Penn State. I know it was great that I applied to one school and one school only. I know I didn't have to worry about a single thing. <laughs> Clearly not.
All right, dude. Yeah. I got to get up early tomorrow, so. I have a meeting at 7.30 in the morning. That blows. It's not work hours. Work hours start at 8. But it's the price you pay. All right, dude. Well, have a good one. Talk to you next week. All right. I'll talk to you. I'll see you. See you.